Welcome back to In the Back of Our Minds, a podcast dedicated to enriching the growth of our minds by bringing the themes we think but don't talk about but should talk about to the limelight, yada yada yada, except today I'm going to be bringing something to the forefront of our minds that is literally all over our minds, and that's overthinking. Wow, Amy, how did you come up with this topic? Well, I was thinking, see the problem? Do you see the problem already? (laughs) We're going to be talking about that today, you know? And yes, I do see the irony in making this episode. Okay, I can see it. I can I can see the goddamn irony. I'm overthinking about overthinking. Like how it's it's impressive. It's impressive that I can do that. I think it's a special skill and I'm going to be sharing that, you know, with you guys today. It's show and tell. All right. So, um Fun fact, I came up with this podcast idea while I was doing research today. Um, (laughs) Should I have been working? Yes. There wasn't really much to work on today, though, because all I had to do was just do some analysis stuff. But like, still, I just had so many thoughts going on in my head because at certain points, I was like, oh, I need to be working really hard on my research. I should be reading up on more papers. I should be doing all of this. But then another part of me was like, um, well, I also want to do this. Like, I want to start working on other projects outside of this, or I want to start, like, studying for next semester, or I want to do blah, 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 blah. And I realized, and I realized this a lot of the time, I think about all the things that I should be doing, I hence I overthink um, instead of actually doing any of it. That's that's the problem. But I guess it turned out to be a good thing because I wrote a whole entire outline just for this episode at work, uh, which you know, mm, at least it was somewhat productive. And I learned a couple of new things. I did some research, so I guess I was doing research just in a different field. <laughs> And I'm just going to start. All right. So first off, let's define what overthinking is because I even overthought this. So what does overthinking mean? Well, I searched it up. Merriam-Webster says overthinking means to think too much about something, usually causing more harm than being than help. Yeah. Usually causing more harm than help. And I read a few other websites and it said things like, they said things like overthinking keeps people from taking action. It makes you feel stuck. It makes you also close-minded and um, to positivity actually. So I thought that was interesting because I never realized overthinking was, you know, you prolong your thinking about something because for me, overthinking, it's not just that. It's usually I repeat my thinking. So I'll think about one thing, you know, and then I'll stop thinking about it. And then literally an hour later, I'll be thinking about the exact same thing. Like I thought I resolved the trauma, but I did not. And I'm still thinking about it. Or I think about like five different things at once. And I try to search up online. (laughs) Look at me (laughs) self-diagnosing. I try to search up online, you know, whether or not people can even think multiple thoughts at the same time. And there's like conflicting sources because, you know, people don't believe people can even multitask, which I don't know. I think it's possible. Super taskers or whatever that concept is. But the I think the point is, is that it's hard to think multiple thoughts at once. But for me, I feel like I'm just like piling everything on at once. If I'm not thinking about it at the same time, at least 
scenes are like consistently back to back to back to back. So it's, it feels like there's just 10,000 different trains running into each other in my mind sometimes. Um, so that's what overthinking feels to me. But, you know, that's the Merriam-Webster definition to think about something for too long. And in general, it's causing more harm. That's, I think, the most important point. Okay, that's cool. So now I want to also bring up previous uh, research studies. So I also wanted to try to find um, like some some scientific evidence, if you will, some like confirmation, confirmation. Yeah, is that the word? Yeah, something that confirms that overthinking is like a real thing. Like how, what does it look like when we overthink? Um, which was kind of hard to find. Like I pulled up the psychology textbook um, online. That's for the intro to psych class, I believe. And when I did control F for overthinking, it's not a thing, <laughs> which I guess makes sense. It's probably not an actual psych term, but they talk a lot about like ruminating, which is basically overthinking in my opinion. And um, there was things also online that said, you know, overthinking or ruminating is more prevalent among young, so like above 25, apparently, the age of 25, and middle-aged adults. Um, so, you know, I, I, I have a head start. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm ahead of the game. <laughs> what can I say? Um, another cool thing is, you know, um, there's this, the concept of like the chicken and the egg, right? So this is not really that cool, but um, overthinking, it's a symptom or is it like a cause or is it part of um, mental health issues and like disorders and self-destructive behaviors? Like which came first, the chicken or the egg? You know, which came first, the overthinking or the depression? Dude, fun questions to ask. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But it, it is interesting to see that overthinking has a large, um, a, has a high association with mental health issues, which just means it's even more important to discuss. Also, overthinking, you know, when they say it causes more harm than help, it's really because overthinking tends to come in the form of negative thoughts. I don't know if it's possible to overthink positively. I will touch on that later because I think I've done it. I think I do do that sometimes, but it's like a toxic positivity, like it's a facade, but I'll touch on that later. I'm not sure actually though if realistically overthinking positively is even a thing. Like is it positive if you're overthinking versus just thinking positively? Because overthinking is, I guess, more dangerous. I don't know. I That's a question <laughs> for future researchers. Um, another thing I read in the psych textbook is that women in general tend to ruminate more on negative emotions, whereas men are more likely to deny negative emotions and find distractions from those negative emotions, which this could um, explain why there's, I think there's a higher rate of depression in women, because that could just be um, women having like a greater willingness to accept and disclose those negative emotions to healthcare providers versus men who might want to keep it more in and find distractions from it. But I thought that was interesting because it really does play into overthinking, you know, having those negative emotions, at least for depression or um, just, you know, ruminating a lot more, overthinking everything. It's interesting to see that 
you know, I guess women tend to ruminate more on those negative emotions. I don't know. And, um, again, there's association between depression, anxiety, um, eating disorders, substance use disorders, and chronic illnesses with overthinking. So really it is actually a big proponent or not proponent, but component of health. All right. So that's what overthinking is, but what causes overthinking, right? Like why the heck is this happening? What is this phenomenon? Phenomena, phenomenon, phenom. See, this is where we draw the line at thinking. Okay. So there's really four factors. Uh, here are the four, the, the mighty four, the four musketeers. Okay. One stress mm, makes sense. Two anxiety, three self-esteem issues, four self-doubt issues. Those are pretty similar to each other. I'll say the last two, but I just put them in their own separate categories in case, you know, I don't want to rule anything out. But those four following conditions, I think, were, it seemed to be the main cause, a lot of websites said, for overthinking. Um, and I think the last two, self-esteem issues and self-doubt issues, those two really show in the development stage of learning. Like when you're, you know, your childhood, for example, versus stress and anxiety, those are more environmental factors, um, like currently in the present or maybe even in the past, actually, stress. But uh, I think it's interesting to talk about self-esteem and self-doubt because that's a that's a whole other podcast episode <laughs> that I definitely would like to touch on more. Uh, but I read somewhere that talked about, you know, like guardian-child relationships, for example. Those heavily determine the confidence in yourself. Whether or not your parents coddled you and said, oh, like, you're amazing, or they were really critical of you and, you know, you felt you were never good enough. Both ways actually lead you to, you know, um, feeling a lot of self-doubt because when you get to the real world, it's like if your parents coddled you too much, you don't feel like you are actually deserving of anything good because, <laughs> wow, this is, wow, this is deep. No, you just, you feel like you don't deserve things or you're, you're not sure if you're actually good or if people are just trying to please you. And then the other way around, you know, your parents being overly critical, like you're never good enough. Even when you reach those standards or expectations, you never feel like you're done. That can cause a lot of self-esteem issues because you feel like you're not worth it or self-doubt because you don't think what you're doing is good. So those lead to overthinking. Um, also, this is more of an environmental factor, I guess, but it really has to do with self-esteem and self-doubt. Caring about how others perceive you, I saw, that's a pretty other common cause of overthinking or maybe um, kind of like a side effect of overthinking or part of it where you're so used to trying to people please that you don't actually know what you really want or need or what you're actually thinking. And then you feel shame or embarrassed over, you know, criticism or like something you did. You're scared how others perceive you. And that leads you to have a fear of taking action, especially like in front of people or with people. So that's a whole other side of overthinking. Pretty cool, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, but now we're going to get into the meat of this podcast, which is, which are, sorry, grammar. Ooh, that's conditional behavior from my parents. Because <laughs> I always used to say is, like, there is three things, 
instead of there are three things because I was used to saying theirs. And now I just hear it over and over again in my head. Whenever someone says theirs, I always listen to what they say afterwards. That's a tangent. Anyways, let's get into the actual meat of this podcast, which is the behaviors, which are the behaviors (laughs) of overthinking. So I have 10 of these. These are kind of like oh, if you do this, that's kind of a sign that you're overthinking. Like those behaviors, whatever, those are normal. And I want to talk about my personal experiences because I love talking about myself. But also I read a lot of these from like a website and I thought it was interesting to just feel very, (laughs) very relatable, (laughs) very on trend with a lot of these ideas. All right. And also some of these behaviors, I don't think they're like completely obvious um, compared to things like maybe substance abuse, for example. Like um, a lot of disorders will associate with overthinking. So naturally, you know it's a symptom, but these behaviors I'm about to share are not necessarily an indicator that you have a certain disorder because it really depends on the level you have these behaviors and also like talk to a professional, not me. Um, I just think these behaviors it's interesting and I also want to share my experiences because I think it's really helpful to feel that you're not alone when you're overthinking especially because thinking is such an isolated process and action that oftentimes I have to like call other people or I have to journal which you know both things are good you know like therapy journaling they're both good ways of handling it but it's just because you know you feel so alone or you want to have control over your overthinking so I just I just want to share and let you know that you are not alone there. All right, behavior number one, the running talk show. <laughs> um, so this basically just means let me explain. The running talk show, like you know, like those night shows, you know, like Jimmy Kimmel or something. I don't even know who Jimmy Kimmel is. Not how I think about it, because I just mix them all up together. All these people with talk shows, late night talk shows, you basically become your own comedian. You become your own host. Like I become a full on 24 hour long comedian where I'll just pick apart everything I did wrong or worry about, you know, how others perceive me. And then I also worry about the future, like all these things. I feel like there are people watching me too. I feel like I'm on national television. Like whenever I have a thought, you know, especially if I think maybe like, you know, positively about myself, then I have to humble myself in my brain. So I start overthinking like, oh, shoot, like I thought I was good at this, but just kidding, like in case someone else is watching or in case someone else hears my thoughts and I don't want them to think I'm like cocky or something, like (laughs) I just become a full-on comedian. Anything I do is fair game to pick at. It's like there are so many like little things and it's, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm on air. (laughs) So it's like you're not only just talking so much about your past and like thinking, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Or like, was that bad? You're also, you also feel self-conscious basically. So it's even more overthinking because of that, which it's, you know, that's something else. Number two, behavior number two, indecisiveness. Okay. This used to be a pretty big one for me, like um, deciding what to get on the menu or deciding where to go and I still have trouble with that um but it's definitely gotten better with smaller actions like deciding where to eat dinner 
um, and when to eat dinner. At this point, I just do what I want to do <laughs> for that. Like, if I want takeout, I'm just going to get takeout. If I think I want coffee, I'm just going to go ahead and get it if I can. And if I have the means to do so, I'll just do it and not try to think about it too much longer. So that's been pretty nice, but I still have a lot of indecision when it comes to the larger things in life, which makes sense because, you know, they're pretty, they're pretty big. Like, you know, my whole career, <laughs> you know, what do I want to do? It's especially difficult when other people around you seem more goal oriented or they at least know something that they're okay with doing or something that they love to do and could do for the rest of their life. Like that's really intimidating, even just to be okay with doing something for the rest of your life. Like you have to like it enough just to even be okay with doing it. I don't know what I'm okay with doing for the rest of my life or if you know, that's, I think, a common misconception that you can only do one or two things for the rest of your life. But it sure feels that way <laughs> with a lot of, like, social pressure. And so that's where a lot of my overthinking comes into play. Um, Yeah, so a lot of indecision, that's where a lot of overthinking, that's a, that's a huge overthinking behavior, actually. And that can also be from, like, I think, um, how we think other people perceive us like the whole social pressure on like what career you want to have. I've been feeling that pressure since four years old. So, <laughs> you know, indecision, it, it's really something else. Behavior number three is trying to plan everything. Because the thing about overthinking that I realized from reading all this stuff is that overthinking is another way of control. It's another way of gaining control. So one way you can literally see yourself trying to gain control over your life is planning everything, which is why I'm a planner, but not really good at, um, you know, doing the plan because I'll plan for, you know, the rest of my day. Like I love doing that. I literally go to work. And the first thing I do is like, what's my work to do list? What what time do I want to go get dinner? What time do I want to, you know, go on? What time should I sleep at? What time should I eat breakfast at tomorrow morning? Like every little thing, I just love to think, oh, this is how it's going to go. And I can control it. Even though I don't do it, I still can control it in those small details. And I spend so much time thinking about those small details that I don't even do them. <laughs> like, I'll think about all the things that I want to get done while I'm literally trying to focus on an activity. I'll be working on like, I don't know, like, let's say like the main focus for me this summer is to really get into research and enjoy it. And I do enjoy it. Like, I'm not really surprised because I always felt like research could be something like pretty cool for me to do. And I really enjoy it. But even when I'm trying to focus on it, my mind will just like, wander and think, oh, I need to do this tonight. I also should start preparing for this. And I want to be good at this. In order to do that, you know, I'm young right now. I got to learn a language. I got to become bilingual. <laughs> like, like, where did this come from? And why am I trying to plan every single little thing? I don't know. And that could also just be like a perfectionist behavior, which I think also has to do with a little bit, you know, with overthinking. Because if you are, if you know, you have those perfectionism tendencies, you'll want to uh, make everything, you know, super clear, like, and controlled. Hence why I had to write a whole outline for this podcast. Like, when I was trying to do research on what it means to overthink, I literally got overwhelmed because everything seemed a little bit counterintuitive to me. And then I had to label all these behaviors. Ten behaviors? There's probably more, but I don't want to think about it because then that means it's not, like, perfect or it's not the clearest it could be. So, it's when things can't be categorized well or controlled well, it can get annoying and you want to start over. 
a lot of overthinking comes with that, I think. I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> Behavior number four. This one I came up with myself. Um, this one's narcissism. Uh, basically, I look in the mirror way too much. <laughs> I turn on that selfie camera mode way too much. I look in the mirror way too much. I never used to look in the mirror this much until I think maybe high school and I guess middle school when I started to think more like, oh, you know, well, how can I analyze myself? And the easiest way to analyze yourself and try to understand how others, you know, perceive you is by looking in that mirror because physical appearance is the first thing most people see. Um, and it's also the, one of the easiest things to analyze because it's not just like, um, it can be something that sometimes can be quantified even like weight, height, all these things, eye color, like those things can basically be quantified. So it's really easy to, you know, have that as a behavior of overthinking because you look at yourself and each time I look at myself in the mirror, I think something different. Like sometimes I feel great um, and then other times I don't. And that's, again, the same thing, self-esteem issues. That's the cause of overthinking. So they're really tied together. Um, looking in the mirror way too much, you know, you know, could just be that because I have a high ego, but also I have a feeling that it also has to do with my tendency of trying to figure out how I am perceived in society <laughs> and also like how I perceive myself because social perceptions really can and really do um, have a detrimental effect on how you perceive yourself. All right, number five, hypochondria. I saw this online and everything just clicked. Like, I don't know when I started becoming basically a hypochondriac. I hope I'm saying that right. A hypochondriac. I think it could just be because my mom is a family care provider. So she talks a lot about like conditions, things like that. So I've always been exposed to that. And then naturally you think of all these diseases and stuff and you try to diagnose yourself because you want to understand yourself more, right? Well, overthinking has a link to hypochondria, actually. Um, it, it makes sense too, obviously. And you know what? It could be the reason why I like doing things like research and I like finding explanations for things because overthinking leads you to do that to try to like clear things up or try to diagnose a problem that doesn't even need to be diagnosed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another behavior of overthinking. Okay. Very cool. Um, number six, social analysis. So this is kind of a general category. Overthinking what you post on social media, being concerned with how many, you know, like how people responded to your posts, like how many likes, how many comments, what did people say? What was the overall, you know, overall reaction? Um, just trying to analyze what other people say or do and what that means on how they think about you. That's such a big source of overthinking. For me, I think I've gotten better where I don't usually think about how others think of me <laughs> when I post stuff on like Instagram or this podcast. Like, I really don't think about it, but I think in real life is where it can be a little difficult, especially with like people that I'm, that are not strangers, but I'm, I don't really know that well. Like, I'm acquaintances with them. I think I worry a lot about how those people perceive me, especially when I can see them and how they react. 
Um, especially when I'm new, especially when I'm the only new person in the room. I think I'm pretty awkward when it comes to that. Um, especially in large group settings, even with people I'm familiar with large group settings, I do this thing that's like self social sabotage where I just don't talk period. And I'm trying to get better at that, but I think it really does because it, it's really a thing because I overthink everything I say and I think other people, you know, think however of me and that's from self-esteem issues really, but you know, at least it's gotten better with social media, but it's still, I think, one of the biggest, you know, behaviors of overthinking, being constantly um, aware of how other people think of you. Another behavior is not being true to yourself. So I saw this one also online, and I think this has to do with people-pleasing again, but it's talking more about how it affects you. Because you're people-pleasing so much, you are overthinking about what people want um, what they need and that actually affects you personally because you don't actually know what you want you don't actually know that and that's just because humans are pretty community-based creatures so a lot of our overthinking really does reflect around you know the social analysis we perform all right number eight not sleeping well <laughs> so i mean there's definitely a lot of other you know reasons for this probably but Sometimes I, I realize it's not that I'm trying to sleep even, it's when I stay up because I know I can't fall asleep because I'm just not in a good mindset to fall asleep because I don't want to fall asleep sad or angry or with like all these thoughts going on in my head. So sometimes I'll just talk myself to sleep <laughs> with all these thoughts. Um, but it's really just, you know, if you're not able to sleep, a lot of the times I think it could be because, you know, you're overthinking. You have a lot of thoughts going on in your head. Maybe it's a good idea to journal, stuff like that. And it just, overthinking, it really can keep you from these baseline, you know, needs like sleeping. So, I don't know. That's a pretty detrimental behavior. Number nine, the what ifs. So, this behavior, I think, really is uh, kind of similar to like having obsessions but it's you think of scenarios that aren't always realistic or situations that aren't always realistic and you try to you know solve them but the reality is is that you never actually do legitimate problem solving with them and even if you do you always come back and you reevaluate and not necessarily in a oh you know I tried this and it didn't work more of a oh what if it doesn't work like you don't do it you just think it that's another sign of overthinking like for me, this is where I go way too much into detail where I'll come up with like random scenarios or situations, literally like in the present even sometimes I'll think like, oh, what if this happened? What would I do? And then I just think of like things like escape routes. I think of like how, you know, especially like some things are scary now, you know, in America, like the fact is, is a lot of things like mass shootings are a reality. So I'll often think in public situations, you know, how do I play dead? It, this is, this is a behavior of overthinking. I realize now also another behavior of overthinking is talking a lot. Look at me. I have a podcast and the reason why I do is because I overthink. Um, and you know, I want to say it's in a good way, but overthinking the definition is literally harmful. So 
sometimes I think it's more thinking versus overthinking for that stuff. But, you know, that is why I have a podcast because I have a lot of thoughts going on and I'm trying to maintain my health and promote that health. Anyways, I will sometimes have random thoughts. So it's not just what ifs, it's literally random thoughts. Like yesterday, I think I was feeling kind of overwhelmed. So last night I called my mom and, you know, I was talking about my issues and then she was like, okay, you just need to stop thinking. And I was like, well, that's really easy to say. And then I started talking about how I wish I had a pet squirrel and how I would travel around with that squirrel and I would teach that squirrel how to like ice skate and we would go on a tour with all the Olympians, um, you know, because, you know, the U.S. Olympians are going on a tour, I think, right now or something like that. But like the squirrel would be the grand finale because humans can skate. You know, we know that. But squirrel, like imagine if you saw a squirrel that can skate. Like I can go on and on and on. Like I feel like I'm just pulling stuff out of this invisible hat, like this top hat on my head. Like there's literal squirrels just like in my hat right now. Like those are the kinds of thoughts that I think are just really like another way of overthinking, even if it's not completely relatable to everyone i just thought that was interesting because growing up i would always come up with like stories like off the top of my head like i would tell stories in the car to my parents and they would be like where are you getting this from why does it sound like you're reading from a novel because i was just like spilling and spilling and spilling but it's really just because i was overthinking like it's just another manifestation it's a more creative manifestation and maybe less personal manifestation of overthinking but it's still another behavior actually okay and then the last one number 10 procrastination you heard that um this i'm sure is a behavior of a lot of different things but it's definitely a behavior of overthinking and perfectionism because when you know this is really the end of the process of overthinking when you start to overthink you're just thinking about all the things you could be doing should be doing need to be doing you know want to be doing but shouldn't be doing should be doing but don't want to be doing or things like that. You're thinking about all the things and all the ways you can spend your time, but then you don't actually do it. It's literally my life, literally my life right now. And it's really bad because this is always how the overthinking process ends for me. Like this is the last step where I just realize I procrastinated about, you know, five hours just being nervous to do something or thinking about doing something when I could have just done something, maybe not the thing that I was thinking about, but like anything else, like anything that would have made me happier that day if I just let myself, you know, relax a bit. So you get the point. Overthinking is harmful thinking for the most part. Um, There are different levels of overthinking and their harmfulness. Just because we have these behaviors, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with us. It's really normal to have all these behaviors um, and to feel these ways. In the past few weeks, I think I was like obsessed. I've not obsessed, but I was thinking a lot about like self-diagnosing myself because um I don't know. I was just taking a lot of like screening tests online, like on the bus, like on the way home. Like I took a body dysmorphia screening test, uh, you know, anxiety test, ADHD test. Like I, and like, I know these aren't, you know, um, 
good substitutes for getting professional advice none whatsoever but i just like had this like feeling like oh i need to self-diagnose myself i need an explanation for why i am the way that i am blah 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 i need to label it and you know sometimes that can be helpful to label these disorders but i also realized that you know i do have a lot of these behaviors but they don't intrude on my life to the point where I can't sleep, eat, or have a healthy lifestyle, you know, whatever that means for me. Um, a lot of these behaviors, I feel bad when I have them, but at least, you know, I do acknowledge them and am able to get myself out of them when I do acknowledge them. Uh, truth is power for that, but, you know, everyone's different with that. So I really do believe in the notion also that you know yourself best. So I'm saying all this stuff right now, like all these behaviors, but those are behaviors that I think are indicators of when I'm starting to overthink. They might not necessarily they may not necessarily be your indicators, but um, or the only indicators. There are definitely more for me, I know. And maybe these indicators are not that strong for me either, but I still think, you know, you know yourself best. So for me, I know I have these behaviors, but they're not so destructive to the point where it's affecting my health um, and my lifestyle all the time. I still have areas to grow in, but you know yourself best and you know yourself better than any doctor, to be honest, too. Um, even though doctors have a lot of medical knowledge, you're the one living your own body. You know, you know what you've been through better than anyone else. So I think a general guideline, like when talking about these behaviors, it's not just, you know, you have these... Um, behaviors at certain times but if you feel those behaviors are starting to cycle in the way of the healthy lifestyle um you know i think that's a general guideline to know when overthinking becomes a problem but again i'm not a licensed professional either way i'm creating this podcast and this episode specifically just to let you know that you are not alone when having these thoughts and behaviors they are normal um you're not the only one thinking these things um and I have a few other like kind of tips for stopping overthinking. So stopping the harmful thinking, right? Because it's good to think. <laughs> it's Of course, it's good to think, especially in very serious situations um, that need that time to reflect. But I realize now that there's a difference between overthinking and reflection. So reflection is more like you want to evaluate how you're doing certain points of the day and it's not a constant thing running running you know in the back of your mind it's more of a oh let me stop to evaluate and check in with myself make sure i'm doing well um all of that whereas overthinking for me at least it usually happens when i'm doing things when i want to focus on other things that i know are good for me or i just want to focus on anything else in general i think that's usually when overthinking happens and one way that I know a lot of um, people try to kind of um, target you know overthinking is by meditation so that's like another form of reflection really except um, it's more about being in the present and increasing your mindfulness which of course is just another way of improving your health um and I think it can provide some clarity. 
So that's, you know, another way of getting that clarity and control, but without it, you know, being pervasive throughout your everyday life and activities. I think also in general, like targeting the four, the the four musketeers, this by, you know, um, trying to do some like stress management, you know, I think therapy, other programs for anxiety, a lot of the reasons why people want to, you know, have that label, like, or they don't want to have that label, but they want to diagnose their disorder. It's because there are a lot of benefits. Um, you know, I know there's harm with stigma, but there are benefits to having, you know, talks with a professional because you could get support from, you know, different support groups or programs that, you know, give you treatments, things like that. There are a lot of programs for anxiety. So, you know, trying those out, learning to grow your own self-esteem and confidence as well, just targeting those four mainly, um, I think is the general gist of how to promote more healthy thinking. Also, you know how people say, get out of your own head? Like my mom tells me that 24-7 when I start to think too much. And I think that's like the most unhelpful comment, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, but getting out of your own head, like what does that actually mean? Like what activities can you do to get out of your own head? So I was thinking about this and thinking about the times where I am out of my own head. And I think a lot of the times where I am out of my own head is when I'm trying something new. Um, also, like I think working out in general, but like trying a new workout, going to the gym, something that requires your focus on your own pace and breathing, kind of like meditating your own motions. Um, I think it's really gratifying as an overthinker to focus on those little details because, you know, perfectionism is definitely a behavior um, and having that control. It's just another thing um, to do versus overthinking. Um, and it's especially nice because you get to try out new things. So some other ideas like cooking, trying a new recipe, which for me is like all the time. So anytime I cook, it's like getting out of my own head because I have to focus on, you know, this one thing. Painting or drawing, I think that's a good one, especially if you're not used to it. Painting or drawing can be very meditative. For me, I think I have to usually paint or draw something that's new or like a technique that's difficult or I haven't tried yet. Um, just personally, because sometimes I can draw and just overthink about my whole entire life. Like if you tell me to draw a mountain, a mountain is literally just a triangle for me. So when I draw that, I can think about anything else while I'm doing it. So just anything new, essentially, like a productive distraction. I think it's a good break from the overthinking. And then maybe you can spend you know, and solely focus your time on reflecting, which can be done through journaling. And I have a, I have a whole other podcast episode on why journaling um, is really effective. <laughs> go watch it, go hear it, <laughs> go listen to it. Wow. Anyways, but uh, the final theme is, and how I want to end this podcast, is just to trust yourself. Failure, I think there's a fear of failure. I think that's a reason why people overthink Failure is not a bad thing, and thinking and reflecting are both very necessary, but when you start to overthink, um, despite, you know, overthinking being a harmful version of thinking, I think the best way, you know, to stop feeling, um, even when you do overthink, to stop feeling, like, negative about that, I think the best way I found is if you think about it in a more 
kind of like positive light because even though overthinking is thought to be harmful, I believe that if you think about it in a positive light and you acknowledge when you are overthinking, so essentially you don't feel bad for overthinking, you become more aware of what you're doing, which is a great thing. And that provides you that same control that overthinking provides you because you acknowledge it and you're aware of it. And if you think about it in a positive light, just like, oh, I'm overthinking, you know, it's not a good thing, you know, harmful thinking, but you know, it's still positive in the fact that you're not beating yourself up for doing it. I think that's even more important in like a bigger way of getting control versus overthinking itself, which is another way of control, but a toxic way of control over your life. Um, so really just trust yourself though and understand that you're not alone when you overthink. It is definitely a big part of my life and I'm still working on it by doing all those little mindfulness things and trusting that, you know, deep down in my gross gut, I know what I'm doing and that even my overthinking, even though it's harmful, um, it's not, it's a normal thing and it's not necessarily, you know, something I should be upset about or think more about. So, now I am done with overthinking about overthinking. I hope this episode helped someone out there. It definitely helped me because the past few months, I think I've just been overwhelmed. And that's a whole other podcast episode, feeling overwhelmed with, you know, all these activities and like classes, all of that, that now it's summer. I've had the time to reflect, but sometimes I reflected so much that I became overthinking and it became like pervasive. So I think it's really um, interesting to now like hear and think about that. But I'm done with that right now. (laughs) Anyways, I hope that kind of helped. This podcast was really long, but it's done. It's over. Go reflect. Go enjoy your life. Go do some like mindful breathing activities or something. Like when you wake up tomorrow morning, just go and like listen to birds. <laughs> go meditate or something. I tried doing it. it. It was okay. I'm still getting into it, but definitely try it for yourself. Trust yourself. Okay. <laughs>